following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, they are your hosts of the PWT cast, Scrub and Stank! Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 99 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrum. And this is Stank. Stank. Uh, first off, welcome everyone. Uh, this is the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees. We bring you brand new episodes every Monday. Um, we, as well as this, we have a Patreon. If you go head over to patreon.com forward slash PWTCast, you can get access to so much, so much of our great content. Uh, we just did a movie review, you know, every week, regardless of, you know, the five, $5 tier or above, you get a weekly movie review in the form of Scrump and Stank's family video. We just recorded a, a fun little talk about uh, Back to the Feature. I mean, little, we talked about for, for almost like an hour, just our love of Back to the Future before we actually re- reviewed the movie. Um, but we have other movies that, you know, we've reviewed up there as well. So if you want, uh, if you're into movie reviews, go ahead, check that out. Um, and then if you subscribe to the $10 and above tier, you get another weekly show in the form of Scrump and Stinks Detective Agency. That one is a little new. We, uh, we've we done a Mothman episode so far with uh, Marvelous Matt Nix, who just visited the Mothman Museum, uh, which was pretty cool. Uh, but we've also done a sort of Power Rangers retrospective in the form of Go Go Scrump and Stink. So that's up there as well. And uh, yeah, next week, we actually will be celebrating episode 100 with... Uh, the aforementioned the, the promised episode with one ryan barkin um totally trans transparency with you guys we're not exactly sure when we are recording it uh for the simple fact that he is getting mouth surgery uh monday so uh which by the way when he when he said that i messaged him i was like yeah right mouth surgery and like legit like because it sounds like a like a goof mm-hmm. right like of all the times to get mouth surgery, right at episode 100, we're, we're not messing with you guys. <laughs> like he literally got got mouth surgery, but I think it's like a minor surgery. So you know, we'll be we'll get it done. Don't worry about it. Yeah, so we will get that done soon. Um, but Dave, like I, I was mentioning to you before we got on the on the air, um, I'm in pain, brother. Uh, so so Friday there was uh, a handful of us did not have to go into work. Um, they were rewiring the internet or they were doing something to the internet. I'm not totally sure. Um, but they were doing something to the internet. So like the only people that had to be, there were like Jimmy, Michael, Frank, Ryan. Um, and so I, you know, myself, Mark Villanueva and Jonathan Delgado, Abraham and Ray, we took it upon ourselves to let's go to Six Flags. Um, I was happy. I had not been to Six Flags in like two, three years, it was, I feel definitely part of con- what contributed to that was for so long, I just constantly went, you know, like I've, I've told stories before. I, I recorded an episode with my buddy, Louis Medina, about how like that summer that I got my car, we just, we literally went every week. Um, so it hadn't gotten in a while, but we we're like, fuck it, let's go. Especially Mark, Mark had never been to Six Flags. So we we're like, all right, let's experience Six Flags with this guy. Uh, and it was pretty fun. Johnny wanted to bring his sister and, and one of her friends. So it was it was like a nice group of us. Um, right before we got there, I told Johnny, I was like, hey, I was like, stop by and get uh, some sunscreen. Because we're all probably going to get nice and crispy. Especially me and right. Mark because we were wearing cutoffs. Um, well, 
you know, for the most part, we didn't really get burned except I got a nice farmer's tan going on because uh, I did not get my shoulders. So it, it is the it's just the worst feeling because again i've not gotten sunburn in so long that i just forgot the sensation like i remember a few weeks back when you were talking about um dealing with sunburn it was one of those things where it's like oof, better him than me you know but now i'm just like oh like it's the worst like literally uh what i've been doing is because i always have my uh my patented giant gallon of water like I'll fill it up with ice cold water and then just like put it up against my shoulders, specifically my left one. My right one doesn't really bother me, but it's the left one where I'm just like, uh, because whew, it is, it is so bad. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's one of those things where like you're out in the sun and you're feeling great and you're feeling warm and like, you're like, Oh, my body is just irradiating with hand energy. And then like you get out of the sun and then you go home and then all of a sudden you move your shoulder a little bit and it starts feeling crunchy and then you're like, Oh, Oh no. And that's the start. But, uh, you know, See, but, I hope you feel better soon. But to be fair though, uh, it was worth it. Like six legs was fun. Like, um, I don't like, did you, like, I don't know if you ever went to six, six flags, like when you were younger and stuff like that. But to me, um, my family, uh, we were what we called what you called the poor. So I we never got to go to like Disney or universal or anything. Like we went, we went once a year uh, to Six Flags, and we would have to like collect those, <clears throat> collect the cans of Coke because they gave you like 10, 15 bucks off, um, you know. And we'd make a whole day of it. I I feel bad though for my dad because for the first few years, like my sister and I, we were such chickens about getting on any actual rides. So we would get on yeah. like the little kid rides. Um, like for anyone who's ever been Six Flags Free in America out here, you know, uh, in, in Gurley, Gurney, Illinois. Um, there's this old ride that they have called the, like the American Eagle. It was like the first roller coaster they built. It's this old wooden roller coaster. It's, it's pretty cool, but that was like the most intense that we would ever get on. Uh, and then I remember one summer, my cousin, she was like, I will buy you a season pass, which back then, like they were pretty pricey. Now it was, it was 60 bucks. Like it was nothing. Like they were practically giving them away. Um, and so I remember she was like, I'll buy it for you you just have to get on everything with me and our you know the deal we made was i won't get on the giant drop to this day i will not get oh. on, i will not get on the giant drop cuz like great. the thing with me is i'm mortified of heights like yeah deadly terrified of heights like if someone at work has to get on a ladder i'm just like nope 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 won't get on it i don't care call me you know call me whatever names you want i i i'm terrified of heights so it's a little counter like it seems a little counterintuitive that I'm like, yeah, roller coasters. But like with that, you're strapped in. And then I also have to take off my glasses. Um, so I can't even really see how, how high up I really am. Um, but yeah, no, it was, you know, it, it was just, it was a lot of fun. And then especially again, it was Mark's first time and seeing him like uh, enjoy some rides more than others. Like, the poor boy, like the first ride that we had him get on was like the Superman ride, which is pretty intense of a ride. But I mean, yeah. it was one of those things where like, listen, you did this one, like you're good. Like there's no other ride that will like fuck you up. And yeah, you know, boy was a little dizzy. I'm not going to lie, but I, you know, we made Mark a man that day. That's, that's, yeah. that's what I'm getting at. Well, I, I, uh, it's been a while since I've been to great America and, since I got fat, like it's hard to get on rides, but like I too am terrified of heights. 
but like I always went on the giant drop. It's weird because like it's literally all your fears. <laughs> you get all the way to the top, and it keeps going and going and going. And you and like when you're sitting in that seat, you're like, when does this stop getting higher and higher? And then it you're so high it almost feels like you're swaying a little bit. But like what we used to do is we would take like a coin, like a penny or like a nickel and then put it on our knee. And then once the drop hits, you see the, the coin floating a little bit, like, like it's, it's gravity is like canceling out and then it'll shoot straight up. But, uh, that was fun. I, I think the, the last time I was at great America was when I chickened out on a roller coaster. It was right when they had vertical velocity. I don't know if they still have it there, but it was like, a roller coaster that went up on one side and like spiraled up and like you're facing straight down as oh. you go up on the vertical, and then you come ver- up. vertical velocity. Yeah. V2 vertical velocity. Yeah. I was like, there's no fucking way I'm getting on that roller coaster, but like, you know, like raging bull. I don't know if that's still there, but yeah, uh, yeah all that good shit. Like great America's awesome. And fright fest is awesome. So, you know, so it's funny, like, cause the vertical velocity, that is the only one in which I genuinely fear for my life. Cause like yeah. it, it, it goes so fast and it's insane with most other rides. Like you're, you know, you're, you're strapped in, you feel nice and tight. That's the only time that like, I actually like when it goes backwards, you legitimately feel like you're falling out of your, your chair, your seat or whatever. And I'm like, Oh no. But the raging bull to me, like I, I, that one is my f- hands down favorite like there i'll tell the story on here so me and lewis you know my buddy lewis medina we get our season passes and we no longer have to worry about taking the metra and then the fucking pace bus because like the way it was you know you you would take the metro like right over here by the shop actually right by where coles is um you would take that metra all the way to you know to the last stop then you the pace bus would pick you up drop you off and you're good the only thing was is the pace bus only runs every so you know every few hours and it's not a big bus you know it's smaller than your standard like you know cta bus you know or whatever public transportation bus you guys are used to so there's only so much room and if it gets packed bye bye you know they don't fucking they don't send another one like it's just all right well another one will come in another two hours or something like that so let's say the last last bus goes at seven like me and Lewis would have to leave at five and just wait because, you know, you don't want to risk it. So there's this one specific time where I remember my dad called and he goes, Hey, like, I'm, you know, I'm working right now. I'm, I'm sort of near the area. Do you want me to just wait for you guys and give you a ride? I was like, no, it's fine. Just pick us up from like the train station. Like we agreed. All right, cool. I'm like, all right. So we're waiting, we're waiting. And then this the bus finally you know comes it's running late we're just like i'm i'm like we're fucked we're fucked we're there's no way we're gonna make it to the train we finally get there and to my surprise like there was some like maintenance that was going on with the train so had we got literally had we gotten there two minutes later i would have had to call my dad been like hey can you drive come back can you can you come over here drive pick us up and like oh it was just it was the worst um but no, yeah, like the Raging Bull, you know, literally. So again, that was like our favorite one. Um, there was twice where it happened to us where, because uh, we were still in high school, like we'd get out of our whatever, our respective jobs. I think I was working at the movies then. And we would just drive over there. And so twice it happened to us where we got there sort of 
later on in the day, maybe like four or five. And sometimes like the parks open till 10. Sometimes it's open till six. So we would get there and twice it happened to us where they were closing at like six or something. And we only had X amount of time to, to get on rides. And we're always like raging bull. Uh, and so there was like, you know, again, two occasions where we showed up, got on the raging bull and then left simply because, uh, there was no more time to, to get on anything else, but that one's my favorite. And like, I kept telling Mark, I'm like, dude, you're going to love this one. You're going to love this one. Like that is one where I will have my hands up the entire time. Um, and yeah, it was just, like, it was so much fun. And, you know, like uh, Johnny's, I, I believe I mentioned Johnny's sister and, and her friend, they were there too. Uh, you know, they had fun as well. Like Ray had fun, you know, everyone seemingly had fun. And it was one of those, like, oh, I can't, I can't wait to go back. Um, cause it wasn't as packed as I thought there was. And there's this new ride that like, I don't know what it is, but it was loud. Like, do you remember where they, ha- where they had that like movie theater that nobody ever went to? Yeah. So there, that's now some ride that makes this like giant boom. It sounds like a gunshot going off. Um, oh. And it's just like, like the whole time we were in line for the Viper, that was right next to us. And you just hear like, boom, every like, and it's like a loud ass boom. It just kept going like off every like, you know, five minutes or something. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but I need to get on that. So hope- and especially, especially during today's climate, when you hear a big boom in a public space, not the best feeling all the time. Well, yeah, no, definitely not. But I mean, it was one of those like it to me. It almost reminded me of Jurassic Park, where like, yeah. you know, it was going <laughs> off and everyone's kind of just like looking around, like, did, like, did we just hear that? You know? Yeah. And then slowly and slowly, like, oh no, yeah, you heard that. Um, yeah. And then you know, Fright Fest as well. Like every most major theme parks have like their version of Fright Fest. Um, Six Flags is a little bit more tame. Um, yeah. but, it, but it is better to get on rides because most people are trying to get on or going into the haunted houses, um, which I'm not a big fan of, but you know, makes it easier to get on everything else. Uh, yeah. Dave, uh, last week though, when we recorded, um, see, I was being a little, I was being a little sneaky sneak. Um, I purposely didn't bring up your birthday, <laughs> you know, because, yeah. because I was going to go to your house and drop off your gift. Yeah, it was Dave's birthday last week. I know you know many of you guys. Um, funny enough, it was Dave's birthday last week, and it's my birthday this Saturday. Um, yeah. You know, but, yeah, it was Dave's birthday last week, and uh, I drove up there. I, I, I brought you your gift, but it was one of those things where I was just like, all right, just don't don't acknowledge it. Don't bring it up, you know, um, just because I didn't want to, like – I'm so bad at like when I get something for someone, you know, like I just want to uh, immediately like, here you go, you know? So I was just like, all right, don't bring it up. I was like, cause I fucking, I know how I am. And I would have been like, so what are you doing for your birthday? <laughs> and then, yeah. you know, ruined it that I was showing up. But how was your birthday? Uh, it was good. It was, it was pretty low key. Like, you know, like you caught me in a, in a restful moment i was like kind of i was watching like photoshop tutorials on my tv and then i was like who the fuck is at my door and it was you i was like holy shit so it was a really good surprise um so we got uh you know basically what we do every week is we get a nice breakfast and, and grill but that's what i like doing so um also um a few people know about this because i haven't really posted it on instagram but i added to the taxidermy mouse family and my my daughter got me a mouse on a stripper pole. It's, it's fantastic. It's one of it's a piece of art, and so I have it proudly displayed. Uh, I'm going to be adding like little dollar bills to it and things like that. But uh, it is amazing. 
I love it. It's amazing. It, it, it's, it's well done. And it's one of those things that is simultaneously like kind of beautiful to look at, but also really grotesque at the same time. So, um, you know, we got it. We got our new guy, Brad. He's kind of like the marketing guy. And he's like, what the fuck is that? I was like, he's like, I didn't know you had all these mice over here. I was like, oh yeah. So, uh, no, you know what? Very thankful. I don't like to make a big deal out of my birthday, which like has the opposite effect for most people. They like to make a big deal about it. So, you know, I, it was full of love. I I appreciated everything. And by the way, the gift that, uh, that you brought me that Batman statue, it hit the spot just right. Chef's yeah. kiss. Yeah, well, it was like, you know, you famously, you love Michael, you know, Michael Keaton's Batman, Batman 89. Yeah. And it was one of those, like, there are so much, like, when someone, it, I almost feel like when you tell someone, like, oh, I like Batman, that, that it's so general because you can you can walk into any like comic book store or go on Amazon and buy like a Batman something, but there's so many different versions, you know. Like yeah. some people specifically like this one or that one or the other, and so I mean, look, lucky for me, I was just like, well, I know he loves Michael Keaton Batman, and uh, yeah, our, our friends over at Lilu Multiprops, they when they did the this Michael Keaton signing, they had it was like the Batman emblem. Um, signed by him, and I since Christmas I'd been trying to get that for you, but I mean they just they didn't have any more. So I was like, yeah. all right, well, I was like, what's the next best thing? And then I saw it was like this cool statue of like Michael Keaton standing on like, like a, a globe. Yeah, this like globe, yeah. and I was like, all right, cool. And then it came in, and it was huge. Like it was a lot bigger than I thought it would be, which I guess is better than like buying it, and it's like the size of a Funko Pop. You know, yeah. that would have been like, it's like 18 inches tall. I was like, God damn. Yeah. So I was just like, Oh hell yeah. Let me, you know, I was like, he'll love this. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, of course, you know, got, got to take care of my boy for his birthday. For sure. And I appreciate it. Yeah. I got a lot of like birthday wishes from everyone. So yeah, I, I appreciate it guys. Now I'm officially, I've reached the top of the hill and I'm on the other side. So everything after 40 is downhill. That's what I hear. So nah. bring it out. Nah, 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 everything gets best at 40. 40 is the new 30. Um, but That's hey, right. also, as well as your birthday, happy Father's Day. Uh, it is Father's Day right now as of this recording. Um, you know, happy Father's Day to all the listeners as well. You know, Wes Allen, love me, you know, love me, Wes Allen, Clifford Frazier yep. as well. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> dude, it, so this was the this was the worst. Like, I, because um, again, we've just been so busy with work and everything that like I did, I didn't have time to go like shopping for Father's Day, so I went yesterday because, um, like funny enough, there was like some customer that like forgot to pick up something, and Ryan was like, "Can you just please drop this off?" I, I think it was someone he knew. He's like, "Can you drop this off to them?" You're like it's in uh, uh, Hoffman Estates, which is right next to Schomburg, and I I needed to go to Woodfield, you know, Woodfield Mall in Schomburg. Um, so I was like, all right, like, that's fine. Like, I need to go up that way anyway. Cause he was like, oh, like I'll pay you. And also I was like, it's, it's fine. I'm like, I, I need to go up that way anyway. Um, so I, I want, I go to Whitfield and like, it, I was like, all right, I need to get something for my dad and my sister's boyfriend because for father's day today, we we're, they were having a barbecue at my sister's boyfriend's house, at her in-laws house and her dad, like he's cool, but I'm like, I don't know him that well. I'd know him well enough to know that he would love some tequila. So I got him some tequila. So that was pretty easy. Uh, my sister's boyfriend a little harder, but my sister was like, there's this specific wallet that he wants. 
and it was at Macy's. And so I was like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll go get him this, you know, this specific wallet. Um, what I did though was, cause it was also his birthday last week as well, right the day before yours. So I was like, right. well, I was like, I'll get him like a gift card in there and put it in the wallet. And in the wallet, there's like the picture, you know, like room for like your ID or like a photo. He has this photo with him holding up my nephew and it's just like a really nice, beautiful picture. Um, so of course me being the monster that I am, I photoshopped my face over it and then like went to Walgreens and got it printed out in wallet size and put it in there. Um, my hope is that he briefly glances at it and thinks that it's a picture of him with my nephew and just leaves it in there so that at some point someone's like, why are you holding that giant man baby? You know? Uh, yeah. But with my dad, you know, so that was a little hard. Oh, no. So when buying him the wallet, having to go into Macy's, the worst. Listen, I've worked retail. Um, so I feel like I can talk shit about other retail workers because for so long in my life, like, like I, listen, I'm to the point where retail scarred me. Like, I refuse to work the Pro Wrestling Tees retail store because I'm just like, no, dude, like, I got away. Like, I, I can't, you know? It's almost like right. when it's... It's like when like a shitty ex-girlfriend hits you up and you're just like, nope, nope, I'm sorry. Like, I I can't. Uh, so I'm like waiting there in line and it is taking for This one lady is literally taking forever to the point where the nice older woman in front of me is like making a comment about it. And she's just taking forever. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my. Like, and I literally I, I, I waited in line for maybe 30 minutes. And this lady was still just very slowly ringing up this one lady. And, like, I know some people are like, you be nice to retail workers. No, I've worked retail enough to know that some people are just shitty, like, workers. I mean, that's with any job. Any job, yeah. you know? So that's why it's like, if you're being rude to them in a point of, like, yelling at them from some sort of corporate policy that they themselves can't control, because I was always in the end of that, like, I'm going to call corporate. All right, call it corporate. Like, it's their rules I'm enforcing you know um was not the case with this lady like she just clearly did not give a fuck did not want to be there and was making the rest of us suffer because of it so i was just like god damn i was like fuck this lady and i just left um and then have trying to find another cash register that wasn't packed the worst experience to the point where i just contemplated shoplifting this fucking like wallet <laughs> you know um yeah but then conversely you know i i went to kohl's to get some stuff for my dad in and out in five minutes like the, the best part about having to get my dad, I mean, I, you know, I've, not having to, but getting my dad, you know, let's say for the last 20 years, like Father's Day gifts, is that I know what he wants. He's super easy, so I just boom, boom, in and out. But, like, again, and and I guess the, the point I'm trying to make is with, like, the world sort of opening up again, um, very much missing, like, COVID times of shopping where you would go into, like, a store and it was – was so efficient so efficient because there's only x amount of people there but no this was packed like even at six flags like it was packed and like we had our like you know it was just like oh and there was people wearing masks and stuff like i i had my mask um it, it was just it was one of those things where i'm like almost like ptsd because for yeah. so long you were used to like no man or everyone being masked up and keeping their distance and now it's like we're gonna jam you know, 30 of you guys all on this like uh ride and then immediately fucking go. We're not even going to wipe it down. Um, uh, well, can I tell you, I, I had an experience like that. Um, we were going to a softball game. And so like at the fields, we don't have to wear a mask. Uh, you know, it's open. 
and all the parents, even now, <laughs> we're at least like 10 feet apart from each other. Mm-hmm. It's very rare that the parents are actually sitting next to each other like they used to. So Annie was like, oh, shit, I got to go to Walgreens real quick to, I can't, I can't remember what she was getting, but we were on our way to the field. I was like, oh, I'll go in with you because I'll grab some snacks. And because I wasn't expecting to go into a store, I left my mask at home. And I was like, I get out and I was like, oh, shit, I don't got my mask. And Annie's like, you're vaccinated. You could go in because like that, that was Wal- Walgreens policy out here. Mm-hmm. And then I went in and I just felt everyone looking at me. And I, and I just wanted to say, no, I'm not one of those guys that's going to make a big deal about a mask policy. And I like I had my wallet with my covid card, but I, I just felt like such a douche. Just walking, like, because everyone in the store was masked, all the cashiers, every customer, and I swear to God, everyone was turning around and looking at me, and I was like, "Oh my God!" So I don't, I don't know when it's going to be where we feel comfortable not wearing masks when there's walls and ceilings around us, but I don't know. Like, I definitely felt like I felt the trauma of people judging. No, I mean, I, I get you because it's. So like after Six Flags, we we wound up going to Golden Corral, um, which would not recommend. Like it was, I, like I was telling Mark, I was like I, I felt almost like it's instant diarrhea. Well, I felt very snooty about it because because it's like listen, I yeah. I've been fortunate enough to like experience these like the um, finest the finest of finest steakhouses by virtue of like. When we're we're in Vegas and stuff, like Ryan will take us to these like really nice restaurants and just, um, you know, you get to experience like these amazing steaks, you know. Yeah, or, you know, we've been to RPM. Exactly. So, exactly. So, uh, and like Johnny, the whole time was like, "Oh man, the steak is the steak here is so good. The steak here is so good." Which like it was fine, you know, like yeah. for for a buffet for a steak, it was good, but it was just like. The rest of the food just sucked. But again, so at like when you're inside, like I wasn't wearing my mask because again, same thing. Like I at this point, I'd been up since like seven a.m. because of the fucking construction here. Which (laughs) that's a whole other story. But um, like I'd been up since like seven, and I'm just like exhausted because like you do get tired from like being up and walking around so much, and um. I was just exhausted from that and I forgot my mask inside like in the car and I didn't go back to get it. And it was weird because there was a lot of other people not wearing their masks. Um, not enough to where I felt uncomfortable to have to like go get my mask or ask for a mask. But it was just like, this is so weird because I'm the only people I've been used to like wearing their masks or not wearing their masks around me or like you guys, like my coworkers and my family, you know, we're all vaccinated and stuff. Um, and I trust you guys, but it's like all these fucking random strangers, you know, yeah. I don't fucking trust them. Well, and, and that's the other thing too. It, not only is it like a weird thing of not trusting people, but also when you don't have your mask, you feel like, like you're gaming the system somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're being, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's, I don't, I don't know if we're ever going to shake this feeling for a while. Like anytime I'm in public, even if people are wearing masks and I see someone like cough or sneeze, like I instantly look at Annie about COVID, COVID. It's a joke, but kind of not really. Like, I'm like, what does that guy have? And like, you know, and, and that's also like a, that's a typical running theme with buffets in the best of times. You know, they got sneeze guards, but like people are reaching in and doing stuff. I don't know. 
I, I don't know when I'm not going to be paranoid about this whole thing. But, you know, luckily enough, like me, my family, most of the people I know have not gotten COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but also we've been safe for like Annie is like a hand sanitizing machine. Like she's sanitizing and there's this hand sanitizer flying everywhere. How about she's like rubbing her hands together? I'm like, Jesus Christ, lady. But uh, hey, we're all healthy. So I'm not complaining. Yeah. You know, speaking of like fucking covid and diseases like that i finally started watching sweet tooth i've only watched the first two episodes um but i i am i'm hooked you know um it is so good so first off the the one thing that like i noticed was i was just like how how much of a career trajectory will arnett has had like will arnett plays you know yeah. Will Forte, I'm sorry, Will Forte. Yeah. Um, he he plays uh Gus, you know, main character, Sweet Tooth, his dad. Um, and it's because he he is one of those characters that like for so long was just like bit player of the week. You know, he was a character actor. He would come in, play some sort of crazy you know, like I like uh in Parks and Rec, he's like the man that's obsessed with Twilight being put in like uh like the town capsule. And just like random bit parts like that, you've always seen him come in and just play that type of role. But then he had his own show was like last man on earth. Um, and I've never watched it, but everyone talks about how good it is. Like, I believe he won like Emmys for it and stuff like that. Uh, so now he's like doing more serious roles and and this was one of them and had that relationship there. It was, it was, it was fitting that I watched this show like one like right before father's day because all all i wanted to do was hug my dad and tell him how much i love him and like thank him for preparing me for like you know this cold shitty world that we live in yeah exactly uh but the i was the one thing i was most impressed with is um tommy the actor who plays tommy is uh nonso uh anozi i reckon so he Upon further inspection, I was like, oh, yeah, he was in Game of Thrones, but I recognize him as Red Cargo uh, from the movie Guava Island. Uh, Guava Island is a, like a short film, and it, by that I mean it's, it's literally only like four, 40 minutes, uh, yeah. maybe. It's a Childish Cambino's movie. It's available exclusively on Amazon Prime. It's so good. Like, I, I, it's Childish or Donald Glover is someone who's so creatively, like, just when he gets into something he like you know he does it and does it well and that was the case with like this movie and he, you know he was the villain in that and so i immediately i was like where do i fucking know this guy because he's just such like he has such a commanding presence to him you know like he almost reminded me of uh the the character of uh daddy in um uh train to busan you know like yeah. the, the giant swole asian dude uh yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it, the show is just, it's so good. And, you know, it revolves. It's so weird that, like, it revolves around a pandemic, essentially. You know, for, for those unfamiliar, the show, it's like there's uh, the world sort of goes into disarray uh, because of a pandemic. You know, there's this new there's this virus going on. And then there just happens to at the same time of the virus, um, a lot of children start being born as animal hybrids. And right. like some and, I guess people are trying to figure out like, does one have to do with the other or what? Um, but like, it's a cataclysmic, like end of the world type event, you know, like it, yeah. it, it very much feels like, uh, uh, oh, fuck. 
like wrote was it road to perdition was that that like movie where it was kind of like in the forest and then the world oh, that's the, road, the road yeah the road it almost reminded me of the road yeah um but yeah no i mean again from what i've seen so far so good and it, it, the only again the only reason that i didn't watch more was i have no self-control and i would have <laughs> watched all eight episodes and i knew we had to record in the morning like i i still got some errands to run so i was just like i, I can't but like honestly i can't recommend this enough and like it's one of those things where i saw like monica um you know michael's wife i saw her posting about it and talking about it and so it's like oh cool like this is clearly a show that's like reaching out to more audiences that isn't just like the comic book like audience you know because she's not someone who's just like oh did you see that they're teasing with the spider-man movies you know like yeah she'll be like oh yeah i I saw spider-man movie once um i mean unless she is like a low-key comic book fan then you know i love monica a lot more but yeah no like you as a father dave like how how do you feel watching that show so well first of all only the first it, two it, episodes do it. I don't want anything spoiled. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil anything. But, like, first of all, like, it's, it is about a pandemic that happens. And the weird thing is, like, they started production of this before, like, COVID hit really big. And so they said, like, they were consulting, you know, pandemic scientists about what, what would happen. You know, what, what do you think the outcomes were? And it it oddly tracks pretty well with what's going on with COVID. So uh, that little tidbit, it just seemed really timely with that. But um, my, like I was going to watch it and my, my brother watched like the first episode or two before me. And I was like, how was it? And like, you know, his dog just passed away too. (laughs) And so he, he, you know, with his dog, that was kind of like his kid. And so, He's like, dude, I, I, I wept deeply like three or four times during this. So I was like, oh shit. And normally he's pretty cynical about movies. So for something to like hit him that hard, I was like, oh, so like I watched it. And at first my daughter, like I showed her the trailer and she's like, okay, dad, like as she does with many trailers that I show her, she's like, that looks cool. And then she'll go off and do whatever. But I was like, come on, just watch one episode with me. And she's like, all right. So we, me, her and Annie sat down. And, you know, me and Peyton just kept looking at each other. Like she was on the couch and I was in this recliner and we kept looking and like, you know, we had like teary eyes and we were just acknowledging, wow, this stuff is, it's pretty hefty. And so like the night we watched it, we watched two and then Annie's like, I got to go to bed. And then me and Peyton typically stay up really late. And then I, I was like, can we watch more? And then like, you'll watch it during work. She's like, yeah. So we watched up to like episode six and it was just me and Peyton all night saying, we do one more. She's like, yeah, we just kept going and going. So like, it's a perfect family movie. Perfect with your, your show. Perfect with your kids. Um, there's twists and turns, which again, I'm not going to spoil, but like part of it is like, it's beautifully wholesome and I'm not going to turn this into a review, but like, I'm not the biggest Will Forte fan. Like, I'm a big Tim and Eric fan and he shows up on Tim, Tim and Eric all the time, but he's always like trying really hard to be really weird. Most of the time he's always just like, ah, I'm screaming. I'm Will Forte. Oh, look how weird I am. Ah. And just to see him do like this quiet, earnest, like performance. And, and when you think about it, you get a lot of these things from like goofy comedians all the time. Like Robin Williams, like could, he could make you cry. 
with his acting or, you know, like Eddie Murphy is a great actor. Like you see all these comedians, uh, Jim Carrey in the Truman show. There's some about like these goofy comedians that they understand like humanity really deeply. So yeah, if you guys haven't seen it, we're not going to spoil it until, until, uh, Berto finishes it, but like, go watch it. It's so good. And it's, it's, it's nice having something wholesome and, uh, family friendly, but also not corny. So I loved it. No. Yeah. I mean, definitely like it gets intense. Like there are scenes that are like intense. Cause that was my thing at first too, where I was just like, like it definitely had my attention, but I was like, Oh, okay. I was like, I hope this isn't like, you know, like just four kids, which I mean, listen, there's nothing wrong with things just being four kids, but like, I'm not that demographic. Yeah. You know, like, um, but this, this thing, it's, I mean, kids can watch it. Like that's, that's a great thing. Like just because kids can watch it doesn't make it like you can't, you don't have to make it corny. Mm-hmm. Like well, kids like, are I, smarter than you think. So like I'll, I'll set the example. Cause I knew it was written. It was based on a comic book. Um, Netflix also did a show called Lock and Key. Um, I am a huge fan of Lock and Key, the books, because it's like, it's, it's fucking dark. Like, you know, it's like this family, they're forced to move, um, to, I mean, they're not, I mean, yeah, they moved to, uh, somewhere in Maine. It's Stephen King's son wrote it. I forget exactly where they, they moved to Maine, um, because this disgruntled student, uh, shot their dad. Like he he showed right. up to their house, and the dad was like a counselor, and uh, the, you know, it, it gets a little deep. But there's a reason why he showed up and like shot the you know, and like the family all witnessed it, so they're all fucked up and PTSD. Like the mom's like just like an alcoholic and doesn't know what the fuck it is that she's doing. Like more adult, more like a teen, you know, like a teen adult book. It's brooding, yeah, yeah. Netflix got their hands on it and I fucking hated it. Like it was just like not it was it it wasn't it wasn't it was the very book. Harry Potter. It was very Harry Potter. Not do not even that like it was just it felt like a CW show. You know? Yeah. Like Harry Potter would be I would have loved if it was more Harry Potter cuz like with Harry Potter <laughs> even that right. has like more adult themes than this did, you know? It was just like and I get it. It's like, well, the mother's not like a fucking raging alcoholic, but like that's what kind of made that character charming, you know? Like a lot. I don't know. It just it, it was just too corny for me, and so I was like, ugh. Like I hope they don't do the same thing with this. Um, and I mean, again, seemingly so far they haven't because both times in both episodes where I've been like, all right, it's getting a little too cute. That's when like kind of shit starts to hit the fan, and you're like, oh okay spoke yeah. too soon but no i'm really enjoying it so far and yeah like i it's it's very much one of those shows where like i want to binge watch all of it but i also want to take my time and enjoy it you know yeah. like another show that for me that i know you haven't been i don't believe you ever finished it but like dave season two hit this week and it was one of those things where when i got by, by the time i got into dave season one there was only like three episodes left. Um, so it was easy for me to like, oh, okay, I'm going to just binge watch through these first like six, seven episodes. Yeah. Um, That's kind of like the perfect time to get into something too when there's only like two or three episodes left and you're like, all right, it feels organic. 
Yeah, and for season two, they dropped the first two episodes, and like they were good. I'm I'm watching them. I'm 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 loving them. But then there's no season. There's no episode three, and I'm like, oh, I have to wait till fucking Thursday to watch this again. Like, and I grew up like that. I I grew up having to wait for like weekly television. But I'm so spoiled, and I don't care. I love it. I love being able to watch whatever I want when I want it, finish the series and then just move on. You know, yeah. like I know some, and that's not to say like, I won't enjoy it because I do, I, I do enjoy these shows, but there is just something to like, yeah, you know what? I binge watch all of this show in one weekend and it was awesome. And maybe I'll revisit it later. Maybe I won't, but like it was, it was still good and, and enjoyable. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely excited to, to, to finish some, to some sweet tooth because it, like again it was it received so much praise and like you know robert downey's involved in it and like robert downey's not someone who half-asses anything so yeah he he knows what he's doing yeah he doesn't do little <clears throat> i i you know i didn't watch dr doolittle but i i would you know he's involved in it john cena's in it i'd watch it it's shit really yeah, <laughs> but I'm also not a big animal movie fan. Like, yeah. when there's talking animals in movies, I'm just like, mm. I don't yeah. Care. Like, even as a kid, I was just like, get this, get this fucking out of here. Like, I don't want talking animals. Um, uh, another, another fun. Actually, we were, we were talking about like another series that you know you and I obviously have been watching is Loki. Dude, like, yes. this past ep- this past episode, like, so if, if we mentioned it, like Loki, I. I was just really did not give a fuck about it prior, you know, to it coming out. Like it was one of those like, ugh. especially because they didn't market it the way they should have. I feel, you know, like yeah. it very much just felt like, you know, a, a cash grab. But episode one was fucking great. This last episode, amazing. Like, yeah, I just I I love this so much. It, it made me fall in love with Loki like all over again because Loki is a character that like. I was big on, you know, like I was so bummed out in Infinity War, the opening to an Infinity War when he dies because, you know, like he spends this third movie, like finally, you know, him, him and Thor are like, yeah, they're starting to see each other more, you know, like they both kind of get why one feels, you know, why they both feel the way they do. And like, there's that scene like on the elevator with them, you know, where he like Thor confesses, yeah. so he's like, you know, like you're my brother, like I've always looked up to you and things like that. And like it humanizes him some more, you know. And in in the beginning of Infinity War, it's like there's like one a fun callback to the first Avenger, you know, where he's like, we have a Hulk, and the Hulk fucking busts through and gets his ass whipped by Thanos. But you you see like that moment of disparity in, in Loki where he's about to be choked out by Thanos. He's you know, and he's still trying to like you know get his way, tr- you know, some sort of trick to maneuver his way out of like this, and that it's just him, you know. And then I feel I feel so bad for Thor where this ship is blowing up and he does not give a fuck. His last thought is I'm going to die, so I want to hug my brother. You know, I yeah. want to be there. And it's just like, that made me like, oh, like that was such a beautiful ending for Loki. I don't want any more Loki. Um, even when he showed up in Endgame, I was like, mm. but no, this has been fucking awesome. It's been, it's beautiful the way they've been doing it. And like, I can't, like, I can't wait for more, you know, like, especially the way uh, 
and spoilers alert, obviously, too, if you haven't watched this, the second episode of Loki, you know, just fast forward, like, hopefully five minutes. Um, yeah. But, like, especially with the way this episode ended, like, we're getting a fucking, like, I believe this multiverse just descended into madness, you know? Uh, you yeah. Know, cute title card looking into the camera. But, yeah, like, w- what did you think of, of this week's episode? So, yeah, like, one, I agree with you about Loki. Like, by the time his death in Endgame happens, you're all in on this character. Like, it really started, Taika Waititi really had brilliant observations about them as the brothers in Thor Ragnarok. And, uh, like, I was watching this breakdown, and, you know, when you imagine Loki and Thor, you imagine eons of just Loki constantly winning Thor's trust and then tricking him. Even if it's just for fun, like, you know, like, hey, there's a snake and then he stabbed me. <laughs> you know, and, and they're gods, so there's no consequence to that. But, like, years and eons of him just trusting Loki and Loki going back to his nature and tricking him. And then in Thor Ragnarok, they flip it on its head and, like, Thor's figured it out and he tricks Loki. You know, like, Loki thinks he's got him and Thor put that electronic charger on his back. And it's just like in Loki's head, he's almost like, what? He's like, he figured me out. I got to figure something else out. And then, you know, you get his character growth. This Loki doesn't have that, obviously, because he hasn't reached that point in his timeline. But um, he's he's also he's getting the growth without being in the main timeline now, because now he he can see the events like he opens the folder about the destruction of uh asgard and he's crying while he's reading it and there's moments where you know in the last episode mobius is like yeah you you thought you were leading the dark elves to thor but you let him to your mom and she died because of you and he's like what and there's 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 these things that his brain is turning he's like wow i am a shithead (laughs) you know what i mean so it's good to see that character growth happening again because that was my favorite part of you know loki as a character but also yeah Oh, go ahead. No, 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 I say like, and you kind of speaking about that. Like, there's several instances in which you're just like, "Oh, Loki's kind of turned around to the good." Wait, wait, wait a minute, huh? Like, what I, is he? Is he really going back to the be- like? They play with that character, you know, where it's just like, um, yeah, like you don't know if he really is like good or or what. Like, um, but no, go ahead. What you were saying It's just like I, I just wanted to, you know to mention that part because it's just like it is interesting how they're playing with that dynamic too where like you don't you know like is he really trying to like redeem himself or is he just trying to like does he really think that he can like fuck with the time lords and you know like pull pull a fast one on him there's a so they reveal that the the variant is female and like you know, a lot of people have been speculating that it's actually Enchantress and not Loki. But, like, I have a feeling maybe they're just mashing everything into a Loki variant. Like, this Loki variant happens to be the Enchantress. You know, and, and I know a lot of people that liked Thor were waiting for this character to show up. Um, but, you know, one, there's a scene where finally you get to see what her plan was. And she's dropping all the reset charges into the TVA. And they're panicking. And, and then Loki, he actually, you can see him agonizing with the choice. Do I stay with the TVA and do what I perceive to be the right thing right now? Or do 
do I chase this other variant into the mischief that I'm look, you know, that I'm so well known for? And he paused for like a full like five six seconds. He's like, what should I do? What should I do? And also just seeing Mobius's face, like ah, I, like you could see he was trusting Loki, and he almost felt you know like Thor, like. I thought we had an understanding and I thought we were close and, and like, you know, they're growing fond of each other. So that, that was, you know, a pretty good exchange. Now I told you before we recorded that my stepson had an observation and I don't think I've heard other people talk about it. And maybe if they did, you know, roll your eyes, but like he had an observation that made complete sense to me about the TVA and that. They are the TVA exists in the quantum realm. Oh, because you know we saw we saw that little where Kang is supposed to be the you know the conqueror in the little bubble in um uh it was either Endgame or Ant Man like like we saw it in the quantum realm and that was like a nice Easter egg but like if you think about it if Kang is supposed to be a big player and he's supposed to be one of the timekeepers. And here's the other thing. I assume that there's not three timekeepers. I'm pretty sure it's just one. But, and if that's supposed to be Kang, and he lives in the quantum realm, it would make sense that, like, it was like, Loki looks out and he looks at all these moving parts. He's like, he's like, I thought there wasn't magic down here. And he's like, it's not. But it's because nothing behaves the way it's supposed to in the quantum realm. You could have all this stuff, like, physics doesn't matter, right? And then Mobius says, oh, time works differently around here. Like, it's hard to explain. That's because time works differently in the quantum realm. And so that would explain why the Infinity Stones don't work down there, because, like, nothing works as it should at that subatomic level. So he was like, he's like, I think they're in the quantum realm. I was like, that, that makes so many things make so much sense. See that that is a fun theory because that I I have not heard of that one the the theory that I that I had heard of that I was thinking maybe you would bring up was, um and I I heard of you know from the show W H Park talking about it, um the character of Ravona you know she's like she's kind of coy with Mobius you know like right. she's clearly not telling every telling him everything she should, um. And it's weird that she is the only one with the access to these timekeepers. You know, nobody right. else. She is the only one. Well, I guess in the comics, she is the romantic interest of King the Conqueror. Yeah. yeah. So he was saying that, like, it might, you know, there might not be, like you mentioned, yeah, these timekeepers, that it's just King. And, you know, she, she's the one kind of covering up for him. And, you know, like, it, that she yeah. she's sort of in on this. And it's like, because this is the man that she loves. Yes. Um, well, and that's the thing. We always see like the three timekeepers, but they always focus on the middle one every time. The zoom in, zoom outs. She's in front of it. She's under the statue in her office. It's always that middle one that, you know, everyone assumes is Kang. So, like, I think, I really think it's just Kang controlling whatever he believes the sacred timeline is down there. Um, but yeah, I, I do think there is something to that theory. Yeah, no, definitely, and like it's, it's fun. I mean, it's fun to theorize. You know, listen, it, it might, for all we know, it might be fucking Mephisto behind all this. Yeah, uh, but no, like that is fun, and you know, like and again, like I mentioned, there's a scene at the end where you know, once all this starts going, there's like this computer that's flashing off, and it's showing you like, you know, uh, different locations like Vormir, fucking like all these different places where things uh, are, all the timelines are being affected, and 
this again, I mean, will definitely, I think, will factor into what if the what if series. You know, like I think that's how they're gonna, you know, kind of go off on some side stories as far as that. But like, also this week, all the Spider-Man Twitter accounts have been teasing. Um, so they've been, like, yeah. it, it was like the foreign accounts. They posted like a teaser for you know, like the next Spider-Man movie, like No Way Home. But the interesting thing was it had a specific glitch to it. And that glitch is the exact same one that they used uh, and in into the Spider-Verse. Um, I've mentioned before my theory that Miles Morales is showing up simply based on, uh, you know, they did like the, it was like on Jimmy Kimmel or something. It was like the title card for, oh, sorry, the title card for uh, No Way Home. And the shape of like the like little web thing was Puerto Rico, yeah. and you know who's a famous Puerto Rican in the MCU, I, and who might be the only Puerto Rican in the MCU. I'm I'm not sure if, as as much as like Mexicans and Asians getting shafted, I think there might only <laughs> be one Puerto Rican. I'm sure someone will let us know. Um, yeah. But Miles Morales, and so as, as excited as everyone is for Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, because they are they're showing up. Like it's the worst yeah. kept secret. As, as people are excited for them to show up. If they can fucking incorporate Miles Morales from Into the Spider Verse, because the actor, I know he's said like I would love to play a live action, you know, yeah, uh, Miles Morales. If they can fucking incorporate him and bring him into the MCU, fuck you, take all my money. I will give yeah. Sony all the money in the world. I will you, like listen. I went and watched the last Spider movie like three times in theaters. I will go watch this one ten times in theaters. You know, like I will give them all my money because. Like, that would be so fucking cool. Like, the fun thing about that Into the Spider-Verse movie was, like, all the different Spider-Men they were able to incorporate. And, like, I was excited that they were going to bring back the voice actor for the 90s Spider-Man animated TV show. But, like, yeah. if they can somehow fucking bring in that Miles Morales into, into this MCU. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, well, now, I've heard people speculate about having the actual cartoon show up. I think that's too much. But yeah, to have like a real life representation of that Miles Morales would be cool. And, and who would have thought that it would have been Sony that threaded that needle so well and made that work? Because normally they're fucking Spider-Man shit up left and right. But like Into the Spider-Verse was really like people were like, wow, this is good stuff. And like that really got everyone's brain thinking because like. The rumor was that like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were going to show up in that movie, and then it fell through because like they didn't want to confuse people. But I mean, I cannot wait for No Way Home. I mean, it's going to be. I mean, listen, it's not out of the realm of possibilities that he could show up because Shamik Moore, who you know who plays Miles Morales, so he right now is twenty five. Yeah, he's twenty five. Right. Um, realistically, he, you know, you could have him play like an 18 year old Miles Morales, you know, because we see him in his freshman year, right? His freshman year of high school. Yeah. Yeah. So you see him as a freshman. Yeah. It's been about four years since that movie came out. Yeah. So realistically, you know, you could time it out and be like, oh, yeah, he's, you know, he's 18. I mean, he's Shamik Moore, you know, he's a young looking dude. Um, so you could realistically have him show up like as Miles Morales, like proper in the MCU, and then ha even then, even then, have that factor into the next into the Spider Verse. You can have yes. Tom Holland show up, 
you know, as fucking animated Tom Holland lending his voice. Like it's because well, well, like if the if the multiverse starts, you know, going mad and the cartoon version of him jumps into the real world and becomes real. And he's like, oh, shit, whoa, what? Everything looks so different. And then, yeah, you play it back where him and Tom Holland go back into the cartoon. I mean, first of all, what great synergy and what a what a unique way to play up both sides of, you know, like famously Sony and uh, Marvel. They're, you know, they're, they've been clashing over Spider-Man's rights. But, like, if you could somehow make that work between both movies, like – it just it just serves to make each movie that much better, you know, better than the sum of its parts. So, I mean, this has kind of been the one that and like Doctor Strange, these are the ones everyone's been really looking at, like, what are they going to do? And uh, we'll see. I, I was also thinking, too, watching Loki and they talk about like timelines resetting. I was like. How long, like, in your brain, and this is like an abstract thought, but how long in your brain does it go before Marvel, the MCU, reboots its universe? Because, like, let's say we're going 30 years out. Are they just never going to have another Cap and Iron Man? Like, I know we have a new Cap, but you know what I mean. Like, Steve Rogers and Tony Stark. Like, is there going to – would there be, like, a Final Crisis-like thing from DC that happens with – with uh, the MCU where they reset the timeline. I don't, I mean, that's kind of a cool idea. How, how long before something like that happens? I don't know. I think a while mainly because one, I'm not convinced that Chris Evans isn't coming back. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm positive Chris Evans is coming back um, as Steve Rogers. You know, not, right. not necessarily Captain America because that's the thing they've done in the comics. Steve Rogers, you know, director of Shield, yeah, yeah, director of Shield, you know, or Nomad, or whatever the fuck you want to call him. Yeah, Robert Downey. I think it, it would take a little bit more convincing, um, right? You know, but like I, I, and again, Robert Downey's not getting any younger. Yeah, I mean, and listen, he went on. I mean, he went on Joe Rogan before, and he was just like, "I would come back if there was something creatively that was like fun." Compelling, yeah, yeah, you know. But I don't think they'll do it for a while because you figure like there's there's they're introducing so many new people, you know, within this this year alone, we're getting um, the second Black Widow. We're getting Shang-Chi. We're getting the Eternals. You know, we're going to get Moon Knight, uh, Miss Marvel. Like there's there's so many new characters that they're introducing that I don't I think give give those people at least another 10 years like you did with everyone else here. You know, like I feel like it would be, you know, in, uh, uh, it, it wouldn't be fair, you know, for, uh, for these people that are coming into the role, like, you know, for like an Elizabeth Olsen, who's just now really starting to come into her own as Scarlet, Witch, to be like, all right, well, we're actually like rebooting everything. Yeah. The, the only thing I think of though, is like, so like, all these characters that are getting introduced into the, you know, the movie world, like in the comic books, they coexisted with, you know, like Tony Stark and Steve Rogers. And so, yeah, like I hopefully, like I can't get enough of Chris Evans. I mean, first of all, like I hated him. I hated him when he was in that teen movie and I hated him when he was Johnny storm. He was real douchey and Scott Pilgrim. And then something about, him taking on the mantle of Captain America like made him a better person and like he is the soul of Steve Rogers and so like 
more of him, more of RDJ if we can get it. And like that can only help like bolster this decades long. Like we've never seen anything like this happen in movie history. And like, we're like what an embarrassment of riches we have that we're able to see like such a grand audacious project happen right before our eyes. And it's, it's become an engine for inclusiveness. It's become an engine for telling stories that like some people forgot or never even knew. I mean, God, God bless the MCU. It's so good. Yeah. It's literally like, it's our religion. Yeah. It's basically the, the closest thing I have to religion. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't, I mean, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where they go from here because it's just, it's like we mentioned, um, there's, there's endless possibilities really. And it is always fun too. Like they, they haven't even introduced the X-Men dude. Well, they, oh, that's the other thing. <laughs> like I say that. Yeah. And then instantly I thought, Oh, there's no X-Men in this world yet. Holy shit. And, and like, also like half the characters that like Sony has the rights to that we haven't seen, like, like we've seen Venom, but we really haven't seen Venom. You know what I mean? And things like that, like, like little pieces on the board that have not even been introduced. There's so much, you know, Wolverine, so. dude, like yeah. MCU Wolverine. Oh God, I, I'm telling or, you, you know, we're tired of Deadpool, but MCU Deadpool, that's, that'll be interesting to see. It's just, crazy yeah can't wait yeah like that and you know like oh god there's this magnet oh god dr doom yeah god i'm sorry i'm sorry for i'm sorry for all you non-comic book fans listening to me and dave just over here yeah you know uh loviating yeah (laughs) overall all all these characters oh yeah like fantastic four dr doom yeah oh there's foundations of the universe we haven't even seen we haven't seen galactus silver surfer like, go like a real Ghost Rider, Blade. Blade's coming out. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. never, never, never mind about that reset talk, guys. Sorry, I'm an idiot. Yeah, I, we gotta wait. Yeah, I feel we'll be waiting. We'll be waiting a little bit for that. Yeah. Um, but you know, ho- hopefully not not too long though. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. Also, you know, by the way, I sh- totally shouldn't mention it earlier. Um, yeah. You know, thank you to all the patrons of the show. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, all the patrons. Um, again, they help. You know, they help them make this podcast possible, free. And I know. So we did mention. You know, there was going to be the the special Ryan show. Uh, again, with his mouth surgery, probably won't be recorded anytime. You know, this upcoming week. So it'll it'll be a, a nice little special for for July. So don't worry if any of you guys wanted to send like questions for him and stuff like that. Like we'll um get them. We'll get them. Yeah, because I mean, again, we're just we're just trying to get the one show. You know the one show recorded with uh, um, Ryan. The one we've been for two years. <laughs> yeah, we will make that hell. You know, come come hell or high water. Is that the thing? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, of course, I, w- I wanted to give a shout out to all our patrons. Of course, Clifford Fraser, as I mentioned, Happy Father's Day, Clifford. Um, Jesse Kolenberg as well. Shout out Jesse. He's uh, he's coming into the city sometime soon so we'll probably get that episode with him recorded um mark Villanueva, of course you know our, our little buddy you know we made him a man getting on all those roller coasters um so I'm, I'm happy to go back there with him uh joshua davis of course our boy joshua i don't know did you see that uh the what's her face was in twister um she's trying to make another twister really yeah i forget her name i'm sorry 
But Helen Hunt? Helen Hunt, yeah, she's trying to get another Twister made, but I don't think Universal cares or wants Probably. to. Universal's very weird because, like, yeah, they're just very weird with their film properties. Um, yeah. But Joshua, we might get another one. Uh, the Invincible Man himself, of course, Ryan Mears, who hopefully uh, we'll get to see this Friday uh, at the grand reopening of the PWT retail store. Um, I'll be there Friday, Saturday. I won't because it's my birthday and I want to stay as far away as possible from here. Uh, but yeah. I know I saw Ryan Mears say he might come into the shop to pick something up that we will talk about right after this. So hopefully we can see the Invincible Man himself because it's been way too long. Um, of course, our man, Neil Flanagan, who we will be recording with uh, probably sometime next week, uh, just because, again, with with crates this week, it was impossible for us to, to do much yeah. of if anything. Um, uh, of course, a uh, shout-out to uh, Shannon Howanick uh, as well. Uh, Shannon, that border is opening up since I may be able to come visit you again. You know, uh, Jonathan uh, Mayer. Hot Topic Joe, who had a birthday yesterday, you know, I, I messaged him. Him and his lovely girlfriend Rachel went to Disney, uh, which is fun. I've still not gone myself, but it seemed fun. Uh, our man Ryan Crossley, you know, shout out Ryan Crossley. Uh, Taffy, who we will hopefully be seeing all out weekend as well. Um, of course, Vivian. I'm always talking about Vivian. She's the she's the third Beetle or the fifth Beetle. Yeah, the fifth Beetle, yep. whatever you call it. Uh, our boy Anthony Torres, you know, lovely friend of the show, always supporting us. Our boy Brandon from New Jersey as well. Love me some Brandon. Um, WH Park as well. You know, this guy, the king of comics. We, I, a, a, after every Loki episode, I just, I can't wait to hear um, him and, you know, friend of the show, Waiting, talk about it. Uh, of course, John Cena, happy Father's Day as well to, to John Cena. He, <laughs> I, I tweeted about it yesterday where I was like, how fucked up is it that there's this laundry commercial uh, that uses a song that's just, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, it's just ODB talking about how much he loves prostitutes and, uh, you know, John Cena being a big old school hip hop head, you know, he instantly, you know, he's like, baby, I got your laundry. Um, but yeah, happy Father's Day to John Cena as well. And then happy Father's Day, of course, to uh, my godfather, Jesus, you know. Shout out Jesus. Yeah, shout out Jesus. Uh, yeah, so I mentioned it. Uh, you know, um, Ryan Mears might be coming to the shop to pick something up, and I'm of course talking about a brand new micro brawler that was that sold out, yeah. sold out another thirty minutes. I'm of course talking about marvelous Matt Nix, uh, or money Matt Nix, as we should be calling them now. Um, so we, me and Mark, were both so excited. Like I told Michael, I was like, I was like, send me a link so that when it goes live, I can immediately fucking you know purchase it. Right. It went, you know, at like noon. So that's about the time that Johnny and everyone gets there to the park. And as I'm walking from my car, big mistake, walking from my car to Six Flags, signal starts to die down on my phone. I am freaking out. I can't because I'm like, it's not letting me check out. I put in .con instead of .com for my email so it wasn't going through. I'm just, yeah. I am freaking out. I'm like, I need to fucking get one of these. So there's only 150 made. So I'm like, I'm freaking out. I'm trying to get it. Like I had, I wound up having to take Mark's phone. Like I was ready to just destroy my phone because it would not go fast enough. Um, as if that's, you know, as if that's something I should be getting upset about at my age. Like, you know, I'm sorry. It's like that. There's like that uh, Louis CK bit where he's like, relax. Your phone is communicating with a satellite in the sky right now. Like just give it a few minutes. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, no, I I was finally I, I purchased mine, and then by the time uh, uh, Abraham tried to purchase his, sold out, and so Ooh. happy for him, you know, like so happy for for one of our friends to one not only get like a toy made of him, but like that he that he sold out, you know. Um, yeah. It's just it's awesome. I love seeing my friends succeed. I love seeing them, you know, fun things like this happen for them, uh, which just meant I was even happier when I saw uh, something else being announced. Dave, why don't you tell these people uh, what's coming out this week? So as an in-store exclusive, and so we've made the caveat that if it doesn't sell out in-store, we'll put them online. But I have a feeling these are going to sell out. But we've got 150 hand-numbered uh, Barracuda Mailbox Bomber micro brawlers, which is, of course, uh, Vice President of Worldwide Operations at Pro Wrestling Keys. Frank Spahik, um, you know, so these are two staff editions that came out and like, I can't think of anyone else at the shop other than these two guys that like deserve something like this more because one, you know, Frank, great guy. We love him obviously. Um, but he really is like, there's a small circle of people that like are essential to the operations. And Frank is definitely one of them. Like he works long hours um, there's times where people are making boneheaded mistakes and think that something can't be done. And he just goes and makes it done. He'll do everything from, you know, make sure all the printing and stuff gets done to there's people that leave fucking paper towels on the floor in the toilet. He'll pick it up. Like there's, there's no job that's beneath this guy. So when Ryan was like, Hey, let's make a brawler of Frank. I was all in on it. And, I was making it and like there was only a few people that knew I was doing it. And so we've been keeping it a secret for months. And so like Ryan was like, do you want to, do you want to be there when I give it to him? And I did. And Frank no sells everything. He's, he doesn't care about anything. He's he's down a joke. And when he saw it, you can see in his face how much it meant to him. And like that, that makes stuff like my job, as frustrating as it could be sometimes worth it. Like seeing someone that you care about, uh, look at something and realize that we care about him too. You know what I mean? It's just, it's so rewarding and like the selflessness of both him and Matt Nix, they would never expect something like this and would never even think to ask for something like this. And so for them to, see themselves immortalized in PVC was, was really rewarding. And I think everyone at the shop, I mean, just about everyone was happy for them. And, uh, it was really great. It, it was really great to hear that Frank kept going around the shop saying, look, look at what got made of me. Look at, you know, he was so proud and I'm proud of him. So dude, well, I'll tell you like when uh, you guys presented him with the toy, he just walked, he walked up to me and he was like, dude. And then he showed me the, you know, he showed me the figure and, that's one of those things where like like you mentioned yeah like frank he does he doesn't sell you know in that he doesn't sell when he things make him happy or you know like he's just he's too cool for school sometimes yeah with this he was so excited that was the most genuinely excited that i had seen them in like it was like a christmas getting an n64 and he was going around showing everyone and like you know, there was one person, unfortunately, that like he was nervous to show to because you know some people yeah. aren't happy for their friend's success like others are. But you know, that's you know, that's neither here nor there. But 
everyone was just like, oh my God, that's so, and yeah, like you mentioned, like Frank, you know, like he's somewhat of like, like a mentor of mine as far as like, you know, I, I always try to train the, train people to like work as hard as I do because I try to work as hard as he does, you know, because it's just like, that what? He sets the pace for everyone. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's like you you think you're working hard, like you probably are, but like it's like some people, you know, they work a little hard and then they try to like think they're the like, oh yeah, you know, everything revolves yeah. around me, and it's just like, well, no, because like this guy's probably having to do that and some, you know. But uh, right. it's just it's it's it was cool to see him get his own micro brawler. You know, he was so excited about it. Same thing with Nick's. He was so excited about it, and like. Nick sold out. I'm happy I got one. Frank's, I, I'm sure I'll get one. But, like, yeah, it's just, it's so cool. Well, I, 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 you know, it was very similar to, like, uh, like when Brody King got, like, his Ring of Honor action figure. And, like, I bought one. And I was just like, dude, fuck yeah. Like, it's, I love seeing my friends, like, get toys made out of them. Well, and here's the thing, too. Um, and this is not throwing shade at anyone. But, like, Frank saw it. And just the gesture alone was enough for him. And he said he immediately thought of like, how can I take this and benefit something near and dear to my house? So he's donating all the profits to the orphans of the storm animal shelter. We, you know, which is, you know, it's a cat rescue dog rescue. And he was trying to figure out ways to make more money off the brawler to give more money to this, uh, you know, the shelter and like the people that have been calling him saying, if you can get me one, I'll donate $150 to, you know, it seems like that, like just so much good has come out of this. And I'm, I'm really happy. And like, I'd also, can can I tell people how like the Matt Nick's brawler came about? Yeah. Yeah. So like originally it was, we were going to do a Frank one. And cause like Ryan and I had joked about it, like how funny it would be. And like, we joked around that he would be mad that he got one. But then, so that was in play. He was the first one. And then, <laughs> I don't know if anyone remembers, but, like, we did a a, a microbrawler test product on Matt Nix's page because the joke is no one ever goes on there and buys his stuff. I mean, it's it's sad, but, like, that's the running joke. And so it, it was for protectors. We were just seeing if this code that we were doing could run in a real-time environment. And somehow all these micro brawler maniacs found out about it once we put it up. And since it was a micro brawler item on Matt Nix's page, they assumed we were stealth dropping a brawler. And then people bought like 25 of them, like in like two minutes. And we had to shut it down and people just kept trying to buy the product. And then they were like, Oh man. And they were tweeting them and they were messaging them, you know, publicly on Facebook and, you know, Nick, the most humble guy, comes up to me and goes, "Hey, I know I'm never getting a micro brawler, but could you design me one? And we'll make a joke of it because, like, the joke is no one buys my stuff. We'll put it on my shirt, and the title of the shirt will be this will be the closest I ever get to having a micro brawler.' And so, like, it was funny, but like, I was also like, "Fuck that! No, let's make a micro brawler of you." And I really got him hyped up. I said, "I'm going to go talk to Ryan right now." And so, cause like there's times where I can have Ryan's ear and he'll say yes to my ideas. So I go in there, I tell Ryan, he goes, yeah, let's do it. But tell, tell Nick, I said, no, 
just so we could crush his spirit for a little bit. So I go to Nick. I was like, I'm sorry, man. I was like, and I don't think I could draw one because Ryan will just get mad. He's like, oh, and he's like, I get it. I, I didn't even think it would happen. I just thought it was a funny idea. That's how humble he is, right? And so we've been designing the secret and it's been months. Like, you know, we're getting prototypes done. And so when I gave it to Nick, like, again, same thing. This guy, he's like, he thought we were pranking him. I'm like, no, it's real, dude. He's like, what the, what? And he's looking at it. And again, that same kid on Christmas look, like two of the nicest guys. I love these two guys as brothers. And like, you know, of course, the next thing everyone is saying is like, what are you and Scrump getting one? And like, I'm not playing quite like we don't have one in, in the works or anything. Like originally it was just going to be Frank. And because of this thing, because of the love everyone showed Matt Nix and he deserves love. Like this guy just radiates love to others. Like he got one. Um, but I don't know. Maybe there's, maybe we'll get a few more staff ones. I, I think if we did one of either of us, it would have to be like a two pack. Right. Mm-hmm. We've got PWT, but like, I told everyone if I did make one, it would just be rippling muscles in like a mankini, just glistening in the sun. It would be a ridiculous, grotesque portraiture of me. <laughs> but um, yeah, like congratulations to those two guys. If you guys are in the Chicagoland area, I think, it, yeah, next Friday, stop in the store. Frank will autograph them for you if he's there. Um, and again, all, all these proceeds are going to a good cause from a good guy. And I'll tell you, I did see someone in the VIP group say, oh, so I guess if we're not in Chicago, fuck you then, right? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's that's exactly what we're saying. What a reasonable read. No, it's not fuck you. It's it's a nice way to promote the store. And it's a nice way to promote our friend. Don't If you don't get it, don't be a salty asshole. Don't take something nice and pure and turn it into, what about me? I don't get my rubber thing. Just take it easy, guys. Yeah, if, you, if, that, but, if that's how you're gonna take it, then I'm happy that you're not getting one. Because... Yeah, then I'd rather you not have one in your hands because, again, this whole thing is about selflessness until it gets to you, and you're like, "What about me? I'm entitled." So hit up eBay or something. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Um. Really quick, Dave. I before before we head out of here, I, I did want to address uh, one thing. We um, I was a little late with sending out uh, this month's um, stickers for everybody um so i think just i'll have them sent out this week okay um yeah but for all you guys we, we do have a cool new magnet that uh, that we did get made to you know send out some of the friends of the show so i'll throw that in there and then i think just i mean july is literally <laughs> next week uh so we'll yeah. just go ahead and throw in the july sticker in there as well just for you guys um that way, you know, you'll get uh, June and July both together and then like a, a fun, cool little magnet. And then, you know, if we have anything else laying around, maybe, you know, uh, we'll throw that in there for all you for all you patrons who, you know, who subscribe to the tier where you get a free monthly sticker. Um, so, yeah, the, you know, be on the lookout for that. That should be coming soon. Uh, and then, yeah, you know, we'll have an episode of Scrump and Stakes uh, Detective Agency this week, um, as well as Scrump and Stakes Family Video because of the whole Ryan debacle, it might have to be switched around a bit, uh, you know, so it, it might not come out on the exact date it normally comes out. No worries. It, you know, they, they will definitely come out this week, though. You know, don't yeah. fret. We're just we're really trying to get that Ryan episode recorded as well. Um, but, yeah, you know, thank you again, everyone. You know, we're episode 99. It's crazy that we're already at episode 100 next week. Like, 
it is it might not seem like a big deal to most people it's definitely a big deal to us because we didn't think we were going to get to episode 10 you know yeah like we were so insecure and unsure about this that we're like yeah there's no way we make it that far and now we're at episode 100 so uh thank you for everyone yeah and also on top of that we got a couple surprises planned Ooh, boy very excited (laughs) boy dude like there's there is there are several surprises coming to you guys next week as far as like uh i can't wait (laughs) yeah i can't wait till yeah listen there's definitely i can smell one or two surprises coming uh and god boy are they great boy are they great We, we will we will leave you know we will tickle the balls with that that there are there are some fun stuff coming your guys' way, and then once once you guys see it, it is just oh god, I, I can't even say anymore because I would I would have spoil it. It'll all make sense. <laughs> It'll all make sense. Yes, uh, but for the PWT guys this week, you guys, I've been Scrump. This is a friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. Unfortunately, we've run out of things to say, and so, well, we must bid you adieu. So until next time at the PWT's cast, goodbye. And good night. Bang. Bang.